0: Welcome to Leveraging the Laboratory, a Mayo Clinic Laboratories podcast for administrators, outreach managers, and laboratory professionals to learn how to best leverage and optimize the laboratory for patients, clients, and staff. I'm your host, Jane Hermanson. I'm the Outreach Manager at Mayo Clinic Laboratories. And joining me today, Alan dyke and Brienne Newton, Outreach Solutions Strategists within Mayo Clinic Laboratories. Our discussion topic today is how an outreach program can work with its customers to improve the relationship via periodic visits and using data to support and drive the discussion. And what we're going to do is call this process a customer performance update or CPU for short. So let's get really at the beginning. We've all had great customers and we've all had challenging customers. Brianne, Ellen, what are your thoughts What are the advantages of providing a customer information about their relationship with their outreach lab provider?
1: Providing a regular, for lack of a better word, interface with with your customers, a face-to-face time, if not face-to-face Zoom, if there's a distance issue or weather traffic, whatever, but just being in front of them, having a conversation is a great opportunity to address issues real time. So just to say, you know, is our courier situation up to your expectations? Is our result delivery up to your expectations? So giving them an opportunity for a designated and formalized time space to address those rather than as they come up in the middle of their day, when they're frustrated, whatever, it's a dedicated time just for them. So I think that's really important in being able to address those issues in a timely manner, but also in a dedicated space.
2: I really like to visit clients when I have something to share. Uh, you know, if we have a standard meeting, I like to have an agenda that maybe we pick off things every month. And if we don't have anything to talk about, say the courier, then we skip on to something else. But if I have a scorecard or something to share with a customer about how they're doing, then I can help them to help us. And so like for hospitals, I've seen all different kinds of clients. So for hospitals, they want to know who to call. If you work for a big academic medical center or community hospital they want to know who is their point person and it may be your call center it may be your outreach manager but one thing is you want to make your organization seem small to your customers so that they have that free flow of information. You know, some organizations are connected versus manual processes. How does that work and how are they doing? Having specimens when the courier shows up, we want to make sure that they're successful in your laboratory so that they get their results by end of day sometimes. And if the courier is having to wait for them, we want to tell them that. If you have a hospital organization with a pathology to pathology relationship, can they talk freely? And that's real important. And when I go to nursing homes, you know, uh, if you have a contract for services, maybe you describe who pays for the courier during regular hours and stat hours. And so how is the client doing? Because if they're calling stats and those charges are hitting your lab account, that can be problematic. So you just want to clarify the rules. Also, nursing homes, a lot of those residents, and and they don't call them patients, they call them residents, aren't wristbanded. And, you know, you go to visit somebody and they move beds or you don't know who they are. How do you identify them? So perhaps identifying a champion to go around with your phlebotomist and draw the patient is very helpful. And maybe you need to insist on that because patients often say, are you so-and-so? And And they say yes, and they may not be. And, And getting a legible requisition. Do they have lock boxes? How do you meet the needs of the nursing home? And then how does the nursing home and your other clients help you to be successful? So that's why I like to have an agenda. I like to go and visit. I like to hit the same key topics. And I think that's real important.
0: Okay, so Ellen, what you talked about are lots of those kind of the day-to-day service elements. Brianne, you talked about how, yes, there can be service issues that come up from time to time. And ultimately, it's sometimes nice to, you always have to address them, of course, when they happen. But it's sometimes nice to have just kind of a, a general conversation. So I think what you've both really led to is the value of creating more of a partnership conversation and relationship than just a vendor customer relationship. And I think that's fantastic. I think the thing is when we've had those difficult customers, they can be a challenge. And sometimes they don't even know that they're a challenge for us. So Ellen, you've talked about setting an agenda and really creating a nice process. When we look at our relationship with our customers, what kind of information do you think that the outreach lab should really be conveying to their customer that they should know about their relationship on a day-to-day basis. So when I think about physicians, for example, Breanne, I know you've had a lot of experience in this space. What are some of the most common things that you would see that create challenges when you serve a physician? as an outreach customer. Sure,
1: sure. And let's just assume for a minute that there might be issues. Maybe there's not, but (laughs) in a perfect world, there wouldn't be, right? But in the real world that we operate in, there's occasional snafus. And it's good to convey those. As you mentioned, there's no opportunity for correction if there's not awareness. And so sitting down with that customer, not in a, you're doing this wrong, you know, all this, but helping them understand that when things run smoothly, their result gets to them quicker. The integrity of the specimen remains intact, that it's a good result. And that's what all of us want, client and laboratory. So just keeping that in mind more so than this is all the stuff you're doing wrong. So some of those things that I would want to convey and and show the importance of is beginning with the integrity of the specimen, is it being collected in the right container? is the quantity sufficient for the testing that we need? Is there proper identification on that specimen? So really starting at the heart and the beginning of what we're trying to do. And then moving through to Billing issues. And so that comes to is the requisition information complete? Is the diagnosis code on there? You know, things like that that really helps it through all the way through. Some things we may not consider in a conversation with a physician partner, and I do, I'm with you, I call them partners, is was the patient prepared for what to expect when they arrived at our draw site? So did they come fasting when they were supposed to? Did they understand that this was going to be a collection at home rather than? In the collection area at, at our phlebotomy site. So, just making sure that there is clear communication all the way across the board. And then the expectations to tell them you know, maybe you do have some mislabeled or there's some information missing. Do you understand what we're looking for? And not in a patronizing way, but in a way of saying maybe this is an opportunity for some education on not only why is this important, but making sure that they understand clearly this is what we need to get our part of the, the job done. And so just, again, a back and forth conversation and keeping the patient, of course, at the forefront of what we
2: need. I love that. You're all data geeks, right, in the laboratory. Outreach really is the liaison between internal operations and external operations. And so laboratories do a great job collecting quality metrics on how many mislabeled, how many of this, how many of that. But what if we collectively created a scorecard where we could say how many calls maybe they had? How often was the courier on time or late? What if we presented them quality metrics? I know when, in my prior role, I would present a scorecard and the hospitals that I partnered with that were unaffiliated, not part of the system, they appreciated that scorecard because they used it as part of their quality improvement plan. So then if you have a scorecard with data, maybe every quarter you round with them about some of the issues, then they can see improvement. And then the flywheel keeps moving in a more positive manner between the two of you. So I think having data just supports that. And you're already collecting the data for your internal use. Just give it a different spin and look at outreach data might be really helpful.
0: So let me just chime in, and I think both of you talked about things that truly, if a customer does them well, works in collaboration with the laboratory instead of just dumping stuff on us, which sometimes happens, if the customer does it well, now we're actually improving patient care. And that's truly what we're here about. And I think when we align ourselves as partners in that patient care story, it really positions us in a very different way. Other than saying you're a naughty customer, don't do that, but really to make them on our help them know that we are on their side and trying to help them take care of their patients too. So when you think about so Ellen, you talked about a scorecard, and a scorecard is a great idea because we already have the data. We might need to parse it out, make it more outreach specific. Brianne, any other thoughts about other stuff that you should talk about when you're meeting with a customer?
1: Oh, I think a great one and kind of alluded to it a little bit. I wanted to throw it in just because it is so, so impactful, not only to the customer you're talking to, but all of the other ones on your spectrum is there are specimens collected in that particular customer's office, client's office, their location is ensuring that the specimens collected there are prepared and ready to be picked up when they're supposed to. So if you can imagine a courier is walking in trying to pick up from physician office A at, you know, whatever time, and then B through Z is waiting on them, is to really have that conversation with that particular physician A location to say, you know, yes, you know, this is the impact and this is why we need to have these ready at this particular time. And then again, going back to data like Ellen shared is if there is a perceived issue, capture that data to say, You know, we've had several late ones. Is there something going on? And that might actually could lead to possible service recovery if two pickups are needed. Or maybe there's a different shuffle around that actually meets the needs of that customer better. As we were talking, I was wanting to add that one in as well because the impact is not only to that current client, but to all the other ones that need to be serviced as well.
0: So just a question. So we think about a, a scorecard, right? And here's how you're performing. Here are the things that you're doing. What if we talked about some of the things that we do? As far as volumes and perhaps revenue, if it's a client billing situation or even errors that we have made. So we're actually reporting on ourselves as well. And what that does, it really leans toward a conversation. So a standard visit. So whether it's maybe not monthly, but perhaps a quarterly visit. So that would be our CPU, right? The client performance update. But it's not just the customers or the customer performance update, whatever we're calling it, CPU. It's a new name. We don't know yet. (laughs) But (laughs) but the customer performance update, when we think about that, then the next piece is to say, okay, well, let's have a structure for this meeting. And perhaps we have a report card and I'm guessing we probably don't want to come in and hammer on them and say, you're a naughty customer here, all the bad things. Oh, and by the way, here's all this stuff about us. How do you feel we could best structure that CPU visit let's say it's a quarterly kind of an update How would you like to see that structured?
2: I love sandwiches, right So I want to go in and I want to meet a customer or a client or a friend right because if you have a relationship you've you've built that and you say, hey Sarah, I'm going to meet you you know next month and we're going to talk about this I say, when I walk in, I prepare an agenda. I say, and sometimes there's any other business I put on there. So I talk to them first. Hey, what's new? Hey, do you have any new staff? Any new couriers? Anything going on? How's the courier? Here's our data that we generated. And then I say anything that you're having problems with our laboratory and our service. And that's when I hear, you know, we've got this great courier, but he's got this cologne and our staff are having an anaphylactic reaction. Or after hours, we're calling the wrong number and we don't get the results or our billing or whatever it is. Right? And so I have them give us feedback, give me feedback. And then my job, remember I said that we're the conduit between internal and external operations. I bring that back to the leadership group. And I say, you know what? The courier, we got an issue with a driver. So I round with the courier. And then I say, you know what? We don't have the right numbers at our call center for this client. I work with them to update that. You know what? The bills, how, is there a problem with the bills? They say, well, we've been down staff and we're a little more delayed than we need to be. So then I round with the client and I don't usually sometimes wait until the next scheduled meeting, but those things that can wait, I would then bring up and say, Hey, you brought this up the last time I was here. This is what we've done to fix it. And has that service improved? So I sort of like, listen to them and then ask them to talk about us. And then what have we done to fix the problems that they've brought up? So it's all about sandwiches, Jane.
0: Okay. So first part, all about them. What are they doing? Second part about us and then how about a closing thing to really share all these wonderful things that we have Brianne I know that you've again had this type of experience when you talk with physicians any thoughts about how to kind of close it so Ellen talked about the sandwich okay we're going to (laughs) hear about them now we're going to tell you all the naughty stuff that happened or all the great stuff that happened now what
1: Yeah. So what I would consider the bottom piece of the bread, and I love sandwiches too, Ellen. (laughs) The bottom piece of bread is kind of the way I like to do all meetings or that I appreciate being done in meetings, which is, okay, let's do like a real quick recap. If quality metrics or KPIs or the data haven't been covered yet in the meeting, let's go ahead and cover those now. You know, are things improving? This is metrics for us and the customer. Are we being late in a specimen pickup? Are we late in the billing delivery? Are we delayed in our criticals? And then, you know, of course, the metrics that are placed on the client. So just making sure that those have been part of the conversation. If they have haven't occurred naturally already. So wrapping that up. And then lastly is what I appreciate is a recap of the action items to say, okay, this came up during our conversation. I need to go talk to, leadership about the cologne or I need to go talk to billing or call center or or whatever those action items are and then see if there's some to be placed on the customer themselves. Is there follow-up items for them? Maybe they have provided us a wrong number and need to get us a good one or whatever that might be. So really putting the bow on that conversation to say keep that line of communication open. We've both got things that we need to follow up on. So there's no misunderstanding and everybody has an assignment for the next time that we talk. So that ensures continued communication, but that things are getting done and that everybody is okay with the service being provided. Excellent. And I think
0: the other piece is when we are kind of leaving them with a lot of information or to-dos, let's make sure that they know some important things that might be changing. Do we have a new staff member? Do we have a new pathologist? Did we make some updates to our joint catalog? Do they even have our test catalog on their home screen? Can we help them put a shortcut to the catalogs so they have access to those specimen requirements? So really it's a great opportunity for us to share that type of really nice update instead of just slamming them with emails all the time. So if you think about it in this customer, performance update can be a really valuable tool. And I know that we're nearing the end of our time as we always do. And I like to close with a rapid fire question. So as we now bring out our customer performance update, our CPU process, Brianne, Ellen, your thoughts, what kind of resources are we sharing here at Mayo Clinic Laboratories to help our audience develop their own CPU process. Ellen, how about you?
2: Well, I am trying to be really cool with my kids and have been participating in the blogs that are on our website. And so I think I might take this topic okay, with the team to to really define uh, what we're talked about today. There's a lot of information and we want everybody to be successful for the patients that our customers serve as well. So I'm going to put pen to paper, Jane, and and write something up and share it on our blog, as well as I think internally, we're going to work on a scorecard that our clients can use to help when they go and visit their clients. I think that's the number one thing that I get asked when I'm out there is, how do I talk with my client the most efficiently? And so uh, let's put our brains together and think about that. Brianne, how about you? What do you think?
1: (laughs) Again, lots of things under construction. We do have a template tool that we are working on to provide to our MCL clients to provide a skeleton, if you will, for data gathering during these, to help someone who's never performed a CPU with a client, to feel a little bit better, to feel like they've got a toolkit together, to walk in. Of course, like all of our things, it's here's a place to start, tweak it at will, and make it yours, but really provide something to walk in with so that there's an expectation of this to provide guidelines on what should I be asking? What should I be providing? And just help someone guide that conversation along until it becomes second nature. Absolutely. And what I would encourage
0: is definitely read the information, take a template, and then make it yours. And clearly with the view of trying to establish more of a partnership relationship than just that customer vendor relationship. So the word is customer performance update. We've coined a new acronym today, CPU. And truly it's based on the fact that we know that no customer wants to be that bad customer. And the hope is that through through using this type of communication process, it's going to set the stage for improvement and truly a stronger customer relationship overall. So Brianne, Ellen, thanks so much, you guys thanks to our audience. We hope that you're inspired now to to develop your own CPU process. Thank you for listening to Leveraging the Laboratory, a podcast from Mayo Clinic Laboratories. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. And until next time, we encourage you to continue to promote your community-based hospital laboratory. The needs of the patients always come first.